Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You've got to ignite the light, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Controversy at Newcastle and Sheffield United 1. It's Monday, 6th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Maddie Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidisha Nathuraja. Good to have you here, everybody. Monday, you're at work, and so are we, technically, Jim Campbell. Um, But it's good that we can have this meeting of minds. Andy Brassel, good to have you back in the pod. Oh, thanks. Thank you for coming. Nice to be here. Andy, I'd like you to start, because it was... It was a very contentious weekend of football in the Premier League. Uh, there was some great goals. There were some great happenings. It's just what you want from arguably the finest league in the world. And that point was very much argued upon uh, by one individual. But before we come to all that, let's have some highlights of the weekend. Andy Brassel, would you kick us off? Well, my highlight of the weekend starts in a quite inauspicious way, I suppose. Mm. Roma, in the 91st <sighs> minute, are losing at home to Lecce. And then what uh, happens, Romelu Lukaku's missed a penalty in the early stages. He'll do that. They've, 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 they've let in a goal. Uh, they've run out of ideas. Nowhere. Completely. Nowhere. Then, 91st minute. <laughs> and they run out 1-0 losers. <laughs> Sa- yeah. Sada Asmun equalises. Yeah. Great, great header. Yeah. And then, Romelu Lukaku, who's missed the penalty, mm. set up by Paolo Dybala, who looks so unfit. It's like he's been running through treacle mm-hmm. for the entire game. He sets up Lukaku. Lukaku scores. 
goes nuts, tears his shirt off. There are tears. Mourinho's kissing Usim Awar yeah, on, yeah. on, on the sideline. Is that the opposition manager? <laughs> and what, 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 yeah, what, what is it that uh, Verbal says in The Usual Suspects? He says, the biggest trick the devil ever played yeah. is making you believe that scraping a home win against Lecce is a massive achievement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Did Mourinho do the crying eyes to the opposition bench? Not this, not this week. Not uh, this he week. didn't need to, I suppose. Uh, Jim, you're a highlight of the weekend. Well, it was a bountiful weekend for highlights, wasn't it? Some, some great Barclays on display. Um, but I'm going to go for something that actually will, will be relevant a lot of weekends in yeah. this or any season um, because David Moyes did it on Match of the Day in the post-match and then Martin Keown picked it up. It's a reference to Keystone Cops, yeah. uh, a slapstick silent comedy uh, series of movies from well over 100 years ago. <laughs> Almost no one who ever uses the reference has ever seen. Let's be honest. It is the little reference that could. It, yeah. People are referencing the reference. No one knows what it is. It was a 90s and reference. I love it. 1890s. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love how often it comes up. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, and what was the reference? Uh, it's just that oh, the, the, the defending Co- was Keystone Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's just, right, yeah. I just, I'm, I, we need to update our references, I think. No, I don't think we do, Jim. I think that you it's know, police academy stuff. Surely you'd enjoy that. Um, yeah, I do have a naked gun reference coming <laughs> up. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, fish. Uh, so my highlight from the weekend isn't strictly a highlight from the weekend. It's a okay. highlight from the last month. Now, okay, on, you've sort of misunderstood the brief. Here. Uh, well, wait. Uh, this, this is my quali- this is what I think helps my point qualify or my highlight qualify for this particular section because yesterday. Mm. Drughead of United FC from the League of Ireland Premier Division, they dropped their goals of the month competition that you could vote on. Mm -hmm. Now, those of us who are familiar with the League of Ireland Mm -hmm. acknowledge the fact that it's a regular contributor to the Puskas Awards. Mm. There's always one banger from the League of Ireland in the Puskas Awards. It might have only happened once or twice, but I take the point. This uh, compilation from Drughead of United, who are mid, I think in the bottom half of the League of Ireland Premier Division, is... Two minutes, 16 seconds of some of the best goals you will ever see. <laughs> I, and he dropped on my feed and I was like, oh, you know, I'll give this a watch. And honestly, every type of goal, long range banger, pass from the back, just Scorpion volleys. Kick. You know what? Probably. I, haven't, yeah. I probably should watch it again. It is unbelievable. And I recommend you checking it out. It is one of the so best where, goal compilations you can see on, from one club so where, in where, a month. Where exactly then? Would you say again the name of the... the... Uh, Drogheda United FC Drogheda. at Drogheda United on... X on X, thank you. Yeah. Uh, See that that reminds me of uh, FC Basel, famous European club FC Basel. Yes. Their goal of the month uh, competition. Yeah, no, no goals in October. No goal of the month competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should just default to these boys then, shouldn't they? We yeah, haven't got this, but is a, is, 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 is a treat for you. Um, my highlight of the weekend has to be the Copa Libertadores final. Fluminense mm. winning their first ever one yeah. in that lovely kit, Jim Campbell. Lovely, lovely kit. Lovely, uh, lovely one of the kits. great kits of the world. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They don't need you. Don't need an away kit with that kit, do you? That's true. They've Probably stopped not. the system. Well, yeah. like maybe you do in Brazil, where all the kits are, you know, similarly bad. good. Yeah, yeah. you don't need you don't need pajamas if you're going for a sleepover either, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose with that kit, another Brazilian side probably has it, but in a hooped version. Yeah. Okay. Well, certainly. Uh, yeah, but it was it was it was a great win. Um, and who got the remedy? John Kennedy. Scored the goal, Big John, uh, wonderfully named. When I heard Kennedy had scored, I thought former Newcastle man. 
I know, of course, it's not the same yeah. one. That would have been too much of a Marcelo completing the set. Marcelo yeah. started the game for Fluminense. Her, I say that Herman Cano scored the first goal for, yeah. um, for Fluminense. And I don't know if you remember, I thought a man had called me a loser while I was wearing my Fluminense kit in the gym. And it was Herman. But he was actually, he was replicating Herman Cano's celebration, ah. which is an L uh, representing Lorenzo, the name of his son. So not, lovely to see him pop up. Lovely, right, lovely. Yeah. And the manager, um, Fernando Diniz, his celebration is one of... It, it, there was so much going on at the, after the the final whistle when when they when they were crowned champions. He, it, it was David Pleat in there, a little bit of a gallop. It was Mourinho at New Camp. He was on the pitch. There was Robbie Keane. There was a forward role. It was it had everything, and he looks a bit like the um, the character from Naked Gun Two and a Half, the wonderfully named Quentin Hapsburg. <laughs> um, so there you are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of good references in there for you. I mean, was was please listen thinking... to the rest of the pod. Is what I would uh, I would sort of um, uh, was Fernando say. Diniz thinking that if I keep running you can't take the Brazil job off me (laughs) (laughs) was there a man with a P45 running after no 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 no. you could do that that in one of the mid 90s FIFA games couldn't you you could run away from the referee if he tried to book you that was a thing wasn't it yeah and then I think every now and again he'd stop and give you a red card (laughs) yeah it was a bit of a gamble he'd either go "All right, fine get off with it or no not having this you're taking the piss Um, there we are what a a win it was for Fluminense against Boca Juniors Um, of course the real (laughs) highlight of the weekend was uh, the new football Ramble mailbag which dropped on Saturday if you haven't listened then do so uh, myself Vish and Luke answered your questions and we heard a lovely story about Big Ange going to the theatre so new episodes will be out every other Saturday so watch out for the next episode on the 18th of November right everybody let's get down to it Newcastle United 1 Arsenal nil. Um, Jim Campbell I'm surprised this has made it in it was only <laughs> what a boring nil. Game. <laughs> what I love though My after God. the goal I think it was on match of the day I'm quite sure after the goal which was scored in the 64th minute there was basically that was it there was no more highlights because the talking point all the talking point there was three obvious ones we'll start with the goal shall we Yeah. because within that you've got three talking points I actually think there's a fourth one that's looking but we'll we'll come on to that should we do it bit by bit far away I think actually firstly the thing that needs to be said um, is how unprecedented this is that you'd have this many in one incident and of Mm. course it's going to take ages I wonder if the VARs rushed it a bit because of that reason so the first the first one will obviously be did the ball go out of play or not there's a there's an image circling around that makes it look very much like it did but of course as in with that goal for Japan at the World Cup you've yes. got to take in the sort of the sort of curvature of the ball and mm. whether that is over the line essentially we we just can't know yeah, yeah, we, we, exactly. we, we don't know what one image makes it look <clears> like oh maybe it is out but mm. one makes it look like it doesn't be in sport mocked one up um, and so that was just for is, Keyes we don't benefit. know it was just for like so much um, <laughs> it's we, so we don't know on that one I initially did he rule out dark forces? I do, do you know what? <laughs> Never rule those out. Okay. Never rule those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he summoned them again. Yeah. <laughs> the in real time, I thought it was offside. Right. Um, but again, <clears throat> I haven't seen any proper way where you can determine that. Which is how rare is that? Well, yeah. it's very like it, it, on its own. That is so yeah. rare. Let alone among all these things. And this was bound to happen because we forget with VAR, it is the cameras. There are certain that you can't have cameras covering all 360 degrees of, of the incident. No. So Although this, I've this heard was, at least one pundit suggest that we, we do that. Right. Was the, it, the, it Lars Sivertson? <laughs> the, 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 I think it was Glenn Murray on Match of the Day too, wasn't it? Very, he, really. he was bloody futurist. That's like bloody Fritz Lang's metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jim. He's saying, why, why, why isn't there goal line technology everywhere? Through, everywhere through all the lines of the pitch. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> So the 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 worst one for me, I think, uh-huh. is the is 
the the foul. I think it is a foul. Right. I think he's got both hands on him. Um, also, oh, the, this, the bonus one that's snuck in there, the ball actually comes off of Joe Linton's <clears throat> hand or his arm yeah, in yeah. that. And it happens so fast, it's hard to say whether he sort of, it's probably a stretch to say he controlled it with his arm. Well, he's he certainly pushing benefited the from the, the bounce of it. Yeah, and, he, and he, I think he just pushed Gabriel over. And, you know, there's a couple of incidents where Newcastle players just pushed players over. Come and on, and we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I personally, I do, I do think that that is a foul and that that goal should not have stood. Um, the reaction to it is obviously apoplectic, really, really massive mm-hmm. and, and over the top, but it is an emotional thing, isn't it? But it's perhaps an, people might disagree with with, with Of course, and, and people are yeah, going to disagree. V- Vish, what did you make of it? It's funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um I, I I broadly agree with him. I actually didn't think it was a foul until I ended up rewatching it on Sunday, uh-huh. and I was like, oh yeah, actually, that's too long for because a VAR check on yeah, Sunday. No, <laughs> is it? Uh, there was a moment. Right, you're going to have to go away. The local hotels, you're going to do very well out yeah. of this. So th- this <laughs> replay. Is, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you, you know, if you're if you're really lucky when you're in jury duty, it just goes on for ages. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Never done it, it. It was very strange. No, nor have I. Mm. I'm not a good man and true. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the the strangest Is there a thing. Band list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't release it, do they? Right. Uh, um, the um, the the thing I found really funny was I, I think clearly VAR and people at Stockley Park were aware of how unique a situation it was. Mm-hmm. Because Gary Neville had a direct line to the well, all commentators had a direct line to the feed, mm-hmm. and so Gary Le- Neville was actually, you know, doing quite a sensible thing and giving people an update and saying, "VAR, I've asked for more time here." Yeah, like they just put in a request for more time, mm-hmm. which, which I think is kind of fair enough. With, with three incidents, yeah, yeah, and exactly. a secret incident, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, Jeremy Farr and Jim spotted. <laughs> I, I think. I promise you, it's just me. <laughs> But but I realised when they were going through that that I think I'm developing a bit of Stockholm syndrome with VAR right. because Gary Neville having you know access to the feed he shouted goal before the referee confirmed it. And I thought, yeah. well, don't spoil it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I want the I want the whistle and the point. You're we not sh- the we, bellwether. We should say on the on the point of Gary Neville. Obviously, um, was 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 uh, I, I, I maybe not thinking straight because he retweeted our very own Luke Moore. He did, yeah. And, and actually, it uh, shows how uh, peculiar a situation it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, we, we should say though. Actually, I, I I thought Luke summed it up very very well on the thread, as obviously Agreed. Mr. Neville did as well. Agreed. So again, something for you to do, everybody. A little uh, bit more uh, homework there. But Andy, what are your thoughts? Well, on I incident? think I think that's the thing. As as Luke pointed out, I don't think any of the three decisions are heinous. That's why I find oh, yeah, I the the Arteta reaction. They're they're all they're all a bit subjective. So while I find the Arteta reaction and the statement that follows it, which is just absolutely repellent, by the way, yeah, I, well, it's, it's, just, it's just it's just really gaslighty to stand it. How is it going to make officiating better mm. to just completely misrepresent the situation, which is what he's done. That is the disgrace, yeah. not the decision. Well, indeed, deliberately misrepresenting what actually happened. Arteta mm. said just that because because people don't really want justice when they're going on a massive Twitter rant about this. They want it to go for their team. To claim otherwise is just it's, it's just transparently not true. So Arteta said, I mean, he said the decision was embarrassing and a disgrace. And obviously, Arsenal since released a statement saying the club wholeheartedly supports um, Mikel Arteta, and they've they've written to uh, Pugmol. 
and said the apology posse <laughs> yeah I thought well this shouldn't be hard to get an apology from them <laughs> no, it's like, no I don't want one I don't I won't even take your apology I'm going to salt that earth in advance uh, yeah well they um, yeah they said that uh, the officiating needs to be a higher standard the Premier League says it's the best league blah, blah 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 is it fair to say that Arsenal Jim as a collective including every single one of their fans has embarrassed and disgraced themselves uh, <laughs> no I don't actually respected broadcaster Richard Keyes agrees with Mikel Arteta so that <laughs> again, again Jim you know there's certain you know, with regards to certain votes and certain referendums, you know, if people would say, "Oh, well, I don't, I'm not sure," I just say, "Just see who's saying what." Yeah, <laughs> that so, should that yeah. should sort of. Fit. So, and, and so, do we need more confirmation that the right decision was made? You, you have um, um, put me in disgrace there. So I would ask that you still hear me out. Let, let me have my last words from this, from the gallows here. Jim Campbell um, responds. <laughs> Any final I think words? I, the obviously the uh, I'll have a final statement later. Hmm. The on um, GB News. The statement is obviously completely unnecessary right um and there's, there's no doubt about that i i can i think it's quite funny just from where i'm sat i think okay. that just says more about my personality than mm-hmm. anything else but i think what this has come from um is i think there's a lot of group think around pgmol at the moment uh-huh. uh, where we've had the situation with liverpool earlier in the season now that was a lot more cut and dry very different but, but clearly different. but clearly internally arsenal don't think it is different arsenal think that that that's, that mm. decision is wrong they feel like they've been that they've lost a, at mm. least a point there um realistically probably a point the way the game went out mm. um so i you know that's an extreme position but mm-hmm. it's the position they've taken but there was a Liverpool statement earlier and I'm not blaming Liverpool for this as well because it was going on all last season as well Gary O'Neill's been very vocal uh, pretty much every every team somewhere yeah. has had a decision where they're like this is getting ridiculous now mm-hmm. the PGMOL aren't, aren't fit for purpose etc etc this narrative is building and I think it's actually happening within the clubs as well and this stuff is happening because I think there's a sense that the standards aren't high enough and that something <clears throat> has to give and it is unedifying that clubs are putting out official statements kind of pushing this narrative yeah. but I think that is kind of that's where it's coming from and you know it's um I, I, it's a, a kind of a situation of their own making to a degree because there's been so much inconsistency mm-hmm. and it's the, the attempts to explain things haven't really cleared anything mm-hmm. up. And I, you've also got this situation, <clears throat> I know this is a separate point, a lot of people are saying, oh, the referee shouldn't be taking gigs in the Middle East and we, we, we should refer to Hanlon's, Hanlon's razor here, which is the idea that if something, um, something should never be ascribed to malice that is easily explained away by incompetence, something like that. There's, mm-hmm. there's, I don't think for a second there's a conspiracy here, but the PGMOL are trying to make itself look like this really, really professional organisation. And for them to allow their referees to go and referee in countries um, that own Premier League clubs is just really unserious. You know, it's a re- mm. it's a it's a very clear conflict of in- interest. I'm not for a second saying there's a conspiracy, mm-hmm. but it's like you've got to nix that. You've got to, <laughs> yeah, to nix yeah. any possibility of it or any suggestion of sure, it. Sure, but I, I mean, I think that's a, a by the by point though. At the, at yeah, the moment, like I say, they're separate points. Yeah. I understand that you're trying to grasp at straws, Jim. At any any <laughs> yeah. chance of a I've, replay? I've got some stuff I wrote um, in the aftermath of the game. If you want, it's a lot less measured. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've kept it in the notes. Yeah, well, just screenshot those um, comments from the Daily Mail if you could. I never thought <laughs> I'd say this. Can I hear more from Jim? <laughs> Bruno Gimaraishi's parents have done an appalling job. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves and of him. Okay, well, look, let's. So we've talked about the goal. Let's talk about the other two decisions. Kai Havertz, should he have been sent offish or was it a booking? Um, I thought he. Come on, you've I, had a few I, days. So I thought he. Um... Check's still going on, mate. You'd Where be the... a dreadful VAR guy. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll no, I'll just press a button straight away. Would you? Yeah. Uh huh. 
Big red button. Um, so I thought he actually ended up playing it quite smartly because as he dives in for the tackle, mm-hmm. and I think the intent alone it should be a red, but he did, does very well to keep his studs parallel to the ground because it, it means that by the point of contact with the player, right. he's he's kind of like scything him rather than chopping him, if that makes sense. Yeah, if, you can, if you can differentiate yeah, yeah, between yeah. the two. Right. Um, I, I thought it was, I mean, he was clearly out of control. He's clearly doing that because a few seconds earlier, he'd been kind of like, as was going on through the game, he'd been, he'd been nudged and lost his head a little bit. And I think he ended up playing quite badly mm. after that. So was it a red card? Yeah, I think it was a red card. You thought it yeah. was a red yeah. card? Yeah, okay. but, but I, think the reason he, I think the reason he was able to survive it uh-huh. and get three new cards of players books was genius, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> was because he actually exhibit, he ended up exhibiting control that, that helped him out in that situation mm. right at the, the last moment. Yeah, and he but, looked, but he looked like the victim in the melee. Yeah. That was the yeah. funny thing. Did but, you, but he was... Sorry, go on. Go on, did you think it was a sending off? Yeah, 100%. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was an orange card. I thought it was really? a yellow. But you know the thing been... about that is, they don't fucking exist, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So therefore, it's a yellow for me. Yeah. Well, I think it should have, it, it was a red that should have been rescinded to a yellow once he shushed Jason Tindall. There you go. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> official position Excellent, on it. Excellent, yeah. Do you, do you, the, the great thing about that incident, I th- like for, for the neutral, definitely, and, and I suppose for the, for the Newcastle fan, is it really, I don't know that many teams do this particularly well, apart from maybe Liverpool at their best, but... Newcastle had this great kind of recycling of energy mm-hmm. at St. James's Park, mm-hmm. whereby the players end up working with the noise that is generated from the stands and ended up, you know, basically cycling that all back in there. Yeah. And you end up in this almost a cyclone mm-hmm. of, of noise and yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they use that so well because they play very good football. There's a lot of talk last season, rightly, about how much time they waste. Mm-hmm. And obviously referees are hot on that now. Mm-hmm. And they're just playing it slightly differently. Yeah. And I think, as we mentioned on Friday when previewing this game, I anticipate it being a bit of a, a, a more physical, robust challenge of Arsenal. And by and large, I thought Arsenal dealt well with that. But within that, you actually go in and you end up seeing they do it with a lot of discipline. Yeah. In ter- sorry, in terms of like tactical and footballing discipline, whereby, yeah, everyone's, everyone's up for it. Everyone's shouting after every tackle. Saka gets the ball and three people are on him. Mm-hmm. The ball moves square and everyone kind of moves around on that, you know, I suppose on that plane mm. without the ball. I would agree with that. I think, I think Newcastle are really annoying, but they're very really, annoying. They're really annoying in a very different way. It's not Lascelles hold stand on the touch. Well, he's actually playing now, mm. stand on the touchline, holding on to the ball. It's Anthony Gordon. It's Bruno Guimaraes. It's, Joe Linton, who, who just does, won't stop. And it's Tind- absolutely relentless. Take, as well, yeah. How much does Tyndall take credit for this? Because it's, Oh, in terms of being irritating. Well, in terms of yeah, in yeah, yeah, terms yeah. of the the That's temperament of the side and and the steel, because we don't have an awful lot of um, you know examples of Eddie Howe teams. Really, it's Bournemouth is the, the large bit. Obviously, Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Quite so well. different. It's very different. Right. But Tyndall was with Howe at Bournemouth, though. I just I, I just find it interesting, just how different. Can I just say? I think actually the most controversial point of this this game was the Bruno Gimmerish, um I agree. Um, uh, whatever you want to call it, to me that was that's the a one. straight red to me. Yeah, to, you to, shouldn't, it's totally. ridiculous. Why did they? He's, why did he's they look got at away that? With, they did look at it. They did. <laughs> well, I, I just, he's, he's got away with a few of those this season. And really, I think Eddie got to blame the, the parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, <it's been laughs> I think it's a tricky one because the, 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 you know Joel Polina had one against Brighton, a very similar kind of situation, and I think it's difficult to determine 
is he actually trying to, you know, properly... Oh, this is him? cut and dry, though, isn't it? Well, if, oh, if, come on. Well, it's, it, I think it's difficult to say. Is he trying to sort of push him out the way as he goes? I, come on. That, I, that first one, there can be no doubt. It's a deliberate... There can be no doubt. It is a, it's a deliberate foul on him. The debate goes on. To it, but he wasn't <laughs> given it. It was a good win for Newcastle yeah. United. Can we actually... We've forgotten about Anthony Gordon's for, finish, haven't we? We've forgotten about the brilliant finish. Yeah. Yeah. We've forgot, the, the game itself was, was very, very tight. As you said... Um, Vish. they're very very tough to break down they're, they're horrible to play against yeah. so I do mean that as a compliment as well I think Arsenal didn't create enough and they're in a they're in a sort of blip of form the Sheffield United at home game is obviously a very mm. sort of different proposition but they weren't great against West Ham with a lot of changes um, the, the Chelsea game you know they, they they got themselves in a hole and they really really need to get out of this sort of patchy run of form and essentially stay out of it for the rest of the season given the standards of the league now well, Tottenham, I... Tottenham are playing tonight and, and obviously that that means that Tottenham are the only unbeaten team left in the Premier League um, so all to play for of course mm. Arsenal are take fourth. a note to trivia fans very much so very much so um, Other further bad news for Arsenal is their under 18s match uh, was postponed this weekend because the team bus travelled to Bournemouth instead of Brighton Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> do they get a replay is the that embarrassing and a disgrace form. yeah indeed um, gentlemen uh, we must move on and talk about Luton Town 1 Liverpool 1 Luton denied a famous victory by a stoppage time goal from Luis Diaz and uh, unless you're a Luton fan I don't think anybody can begrudge yeah. Luis Diaz that because obviously, obviously a lot of neutrals watching the game you're thinking blimey this would be such a seismic result but of course when he scores and we're reminded of what's going on in his um, in his personal life revealing the message you know freedom for Papa we would translate to under yeah. his shirt so he's been through I mean, can't even imagine um, but it was ultimately a result we didn't think Luton would get, Vish. So, of course, they're going to be disappointed, nearly um, holding on for a, a, a victory. But but impressive stuff from them. Yeah, it was. I, I think, you know, Liverpool should have won this game. Yeah. Well, I think, I think on the people, balance of chances alone. Well, we go back to Glenn Murray and uh, I think it was Dion Dublin and, and the punditry, and they said, "Well, I, I, you know, Jurgen Klopp said it was a fair result." And they were like, mm, "I don't know. I thought Luton looked good." And I was like, "Well, they did ride their luck an awful lot." Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought I thought Liverpool. Obviously, they're disappointed not to win it, but I thought they had chances to win it. Um, particularly our man Darwin. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, it was like we've concocted him from the ramble. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I mean it, it was it, that one where he hit the bar. Where he chests it Gorgeous. down would have been fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. But such is the chaos of Darwin Nunes mm. that him missing an open goal makes me utterly convinced he's going to score the winner. Yeah. 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 The um I mean Luton were exceptional, I thought. Like one of the um one of the things I thought they did really well is how when they were clearing their lines, they were carrying the ball forward. I think a lot of times when teams play Liverpool and they are totally up against it, they make the mistake of just hoofing the ball long, which actually just invites invites that tidal wave of pressure that Liverpool always bring because they just attack you in waves, yeah? And, you know, Gravenbach was good. Um, Harvey Elliott was excellent when he came on. But Luton, like Ogbené, I thought like the way he carried the ball particularly was was really good. And their fullbacks as well, Kabore and... Um, mm. Alfie Doughty, who I think he's a full namer, isn't he? We have to solly march him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yes, yes. your Alfie Doughty, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's a full name. The, the, the player who like I have to give immense credit for because I just didn't think he had it in him. Ross Barkley. Yes. Yeah, for the goal, the penultimate pass yeah. is perfect. And that's what a properly fit Ross Barkley and mm-hmm. presumably in time a properly fit Andros Townsend adds. Senior. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what he adds because I think if you go back to the beginning of the season, there's lots of merit in what Luton do. And there's lots of merit in what Rob Edwards is doing. There's no way they play that break right yes, five yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. But mm. they played it 
absolutely perfectly. And as you were saying, under the under the pump for a, a, a lot of the game. And so to have that clarity in mm. that moment. Mm. It's super hard. And they, the way, they did it so well. I ju- I, you're absolutely right, and, and full credit to them for that. The one thing I was really gutted about was when Ogbeni decided to pass. Yes. Oh, it's like you could have scored one of the greatest goals we've seen in modern times. The way he kind of he's in his own half when he starts. Now, now Trent does track him, so but he ultimately goes past him and then skins Canate as well. And you're mm. thinking, a curler into the corner. I mean, this is Rod Wallace stuff, Andy. Um, <laughs> yes! It really is. Does that count as an 80s reference? Uh, would it have been 90s, Rod Wallace? He was acting, yes. but I'm saying the goal was probably early 90s, maybe. It's generally closer yeah, to Leeds, right? Cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In this game. <laughs> We're edging towards it. Um, but it was, yeah, anyway, uh, it would have been glorious. I, I just think he was knackered. I think he was yeah, like, oh, do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to pass it. And it still created a chance, yeah. which Alison saved very well. But, ah, oh, what a goal that would have been. Still, though, I mean, that is a point they would not have been banking on, right? They, they'd take that at the beginning. That's what they and have to tell them. It's a huge, huge Agreed. Like, platform to build on. Yeah. And, like, you know, they've got to make the place difficult to come to. And they're, they're clearly starting to do that. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I think that... The fact is that they were under the cosh. Liverpool did miss some great chances. And then when Liverpool equalised, you know, are they then going to go on and get get the winner? All things considered, yes. Yeah. But they are gutted that they never got a famous victory. They are. We should also call out the tragedy chanting from Luton fans. Yeah. Um, I know it happens a lot of, a lot of places and you, you don't always hear it on TV. Um, so Luton aren't alone in doing it, but it's bullshit. And yeah. it should stop yeah. um, across the board. Absolutely. On yeah. a lo- lovelier note, I do enjoy how Jamie Carragher says chonga. <laughs> yeah, that was enjoyable. He was a good form character on the weekend. He was, felt, yeah. yeah. You know uh, the Luton Town dog? No. The, the Kenilworth Road, you know, there's a, well, Kenil- a lab, Worth. I think. Yeah. A Labrador. Not a lab, they're I thought not you meant like them. a dog lab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the dog, very cute, very sweet, very quiet. He looks very old. Oh, no. And I don't think the Premier League, with all its issues, is ready to mourn the passing of a dog. Mm. I, I hate to, I hate to say sad. this. It'll just they go are to on... Norwich or Ipswich. You'll be fine. <laughs> 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 you, you, know, you know how um, FC Colm have their goat mascot, Hennis? Mm. They're on Hennis the Seventh now. Oh, do they yeah, but, do they phrase it like that? Yeah, yeah but, but oh, Hennis, it's amazing. They, they, it's like a pope. But Hennis, <laughs> the name Hennis lends itself to Hennis the Seventh. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it does. Hennis the Menace. Presumably, he is a menace. Yeah. You, would, you, you would think so. I mean, yeah, that would be very, very sad, of course. If, yeah, if that, I mean, it, it, I mean, it just looks quite old. It does look. Quite, I mean, but I mean, the whole. The whole stadium is very old, isn't it? It's just all old down there. I mean, did you see that? The, the, they're not going to the, bury the dog with the stadium, are they? I don't know. I don't think they're going to bury the stadium. That would be quite a feat. <laughs> but, um, Build a new one on top of it. But mind you, though, the stadium is playing its part in that because did you see in the in the, the one of the toilets the roof fell through? You know, oh. yeah. It's Imagine not if the, you're sat on the can when that happened. It, it was in the troughs, and you it looked would like sit on the can in a football ground. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe anybody was. Imagine hurt. if you were pissed jousting in one of those cubicles when it came down. Well, doesn't bear thinking about <laughs> it. I, indeed, I, I think this is the best argument we've had for for going for a break. <laughs> See you in a moment. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Here's a good one for you. I just learned the other day. Ready? Yes, sir. Life is not a waste of time, and time is not a waste of life. So let's stop wasting time, get wasted, and have the time of our lives. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There he is, everybody. Thank you very much to Ali for choosing today's clip. The best clip we've ever had, quite frankly. He's a moron. On a Monday, that is heinous. He's a bald moron. (laughs) Pitbull is, is like, every day's the weekend for him. He's like, I, I can't control him. There's no gate, there's no keys, he's just out there. Um, and that's what he gets up to. You can choose the break jingle for next Monday's show or, uh, of course, the intro line for the show. On Wednesday, just hit the link in the show notes uh, to sign up for the Football Ramble Patreon and become a friend of the Ramble. Uh, right, it's time for an update on the Football Ramble Acker with Betfair. Every weekend we're placing a £10 Acker on four match odds, 90 markets across the Premier League where any winning bets are paid out at 90 minutes so you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. Game one, I picked Palace to beat Burnley. Of course that happened. Another win for Speller. Uh, game two, Pete picked Manchester United to beat Fulham. They did 1-0. Uh, a great shame. Unfortunately, um, injury time goals do count in the Premier League, so Fulham don't get a point, mm. uh, quite sadly. Um, Vish, in game three, you picked Wolves to beat Sheffield United. Uh, that didn't happen. They lost 2-1. Uh, and in game four, Luke picked Newcastle to beat Arsenal. Uh, they did. They won 1-0, of course. I'm so- just picturing John Joe Shelby getting sent off. Yeah, looking over to Alex Ferguson. Going, That's your fucking fault. <laughs> what I'm picturing, Luke. There you go. Um, so we didn't win that one, despite Vicious' record of picking teams in the relegation battle. Um, however, stoppage time goals changed the result for Sheffield United, Manchester United, and Luton, meaning that Betfair paid out on over five thousand bets that were winning at ninety minutes, thanks to their match odds ninety markets. So in total, there were four stoppage time goals in the Premier League this weekend. Betfair are donating ten pounds to the charity pot for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. So that's another forty pounds. Uh, for prostate cancer in UK. Now, remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full 
at 90 minutes. We'll be back on Friday with another uh, bet, of course. Right, gentlemen, before we go back to the Premier League, let's depart these shores and go to Germany, where England's Harry Kane uh, scored a hat-trick as Bayern beat Dortmund 4-0 this weekend. Easy peasy. For the big man. It may be a farmer's league, but they've got the proper farmer in town. Absolutely they? right. <laughs> they've got Stick old McDonald in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> old McDonaldson was, uh, was, was on his flight home from Dortmund, where he was at the weekend, and uh, Charlie Kane was on the plane. That's, so what, he, that's what he claims, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would make sense, of course. That's what Funny. Charlie Kane claims. Yeah, and only one of them was at the game. <laughs> the other went to Dortmund. Just went to Dortmund. Yeah, for which the is by all accounts like a sort of sort of shit industrial town. Is that right? <laughs> Andy, you've been there. Vish, you have family there. Can you both um, confirm that's true? Um, I just wondered if Donaldson was there to climb the yellow wall. He'd heard so much about. <laughs> also, do we know that Charlie Kane was just outside oh, tickets? Any tickets, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell my hog for a ticket. No, I was thinking more buy or sell, buy or sell, <laughs> buy or sell. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, um, Kane has seventeen goals and thirteen for Bayern now this season and according to BBC no player in world football scored more than him so far this season became the first player to score 15 goals in his first 10 Bundesliga matches which hey. is the more important bit yes because um, if you look at you go back a couple of years where Robert Lewandowski with the last kick of the season beats Gert Müller's Bundesliga season scoring record Big so Lewandowski gets to 41 mm. and no one in Germany ever thinks it's possible to match or beat that Gerd Müller record. And slightly shorter and, season, and, so a, f- and few, Levin, so a few, fewer games. And Lewandowski, and Lewandowski does it. Yeah. Now, if Kane keeps scoring at the current rate, mm. bear in mind that that high watermark that should have been unbeatable is now 41. Mm. Kane would get to 51 yeah. if he carries on at the, the, the current rate, which is just remarkable. Yeah, we have to wait for him to do it though, Andy. But I like where your head's at. Oh, Andy, uh, we should say that the iconic commentator, Derek Ray, uh, is joining you on uh, on the continent this week to discuss De Classica uh, and a whole lot more. So subscribe to On the Continent now so you don't miss out. Back to the Premier League, everybody, um, after that uh, little German appetizer there. Uh, Sheffield United 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. They bloody won. They bloody, they've done it. An absolute robbery. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> absolute robbery. <laughs> of course, it was a hundredth minute penalty from Oliver Norwood. And by the way... After Fabio Silva's vicious assault. Well, oh, it was sad to see him crying, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was awful. Mm. Don't like to see that. Um, but in terms of the actual penalty itself, and uh, we, we found a, a challenger for Kevin Pressman's throne. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, yes. that Kevin Pressman goal in that penalty shootout for Sheffield Wednesday was against Wolves. Yes. And of course, the all the three goals in this yeah. game were lustily hit, weren't they? They were. Mm-hmm. They absolutely were. Cameron I mean, Archer's, what a, what a great decision to make. Because when you, when you have that much open grass still left in front of you, you yeah. think... Probably two, three more touches. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. recognises the guy's catching up, but yeah, I'll just smash him between. Is, is it always a good decision to hit it in off the bar in the top corner? Oh, uh, it's one of the best ways you can score a goal in off the underside of the bar. Yeah, just below the line or uh-huh. behind the line, and but, a little but, kiss but on the way back. Obviously, visibly so. Yeah. And <laughs> from now on, Cameron Archer should be the only player that can do the bow and arrow celebration. Uh, like that's, yeah. that's perfect for him. Perfectly yes, on brand. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, we're all agreed on that. He should go to he should go to West Ham, so it'd be Bowen Archer. Like it, like yes. it. Yes. Yeah, you weren't sure at the start. I but, wasn't. But like Cameron, and it was when, when you went silent. I realised I had to follow through with it. Yeah, I was going to ask for an edit point. Decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I did. The famous oh, phrase, Bowen Archer. Yeah. You have asked. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have asked for eight edit points so far on the show, we should say. A little look behind the curtain. Um, but yes, it was great with Sheffield United. A brilliant penalty from Oliver Norwood, who I, I think he thought to himself, I, I've just got to go for this, haven't mm-hmm. I? I really have to. Um, Gary O'Neill said he wasn't going to bother acknowledging the officials anymore after the Newcastle decision, but he was unhappy here. He went into the room with the referee afterwards and asked him to explain how it's a penalty. So did you think it was a penalty, Jim? Uh, I don't think it was a penalty. No. I mean, the it's fact really, really soft. I think the fact that the referee gave it, I don't think it's going to be overturned. Oh, no, no. And I think that's yeah. it. That's the, that's the thing. I think it was a penalty. Like we, I didn't think it was think that it, bad a decision, it, you actually. You think it was a penalty? Yeah, I think it was a penalty. And yeah. I think... I, I wasn't just getting at Arteta before. It's the same with O'Neill. Just... Like breeding this sense of O'Neill's been on the end of some terrible ones yeah, though, Andy. Yeah, I've that, got that to is, defend future is, England manager Gary O'Neill there, but as a part that, of my duty. Is, but that also is, that is true. But projecting previous decisions on the current referee. Okay, how is that helpful? No, how I is agree. That helpful no, but that's that's what, that's what happened. That's what's happened in this game. He's been so jaded by all this that I understand. He's like, for, come on, and I, so I I disagree with with Gary O'Neill there. Um, but I understand why his his head is um, where it is on that. But I, yeah, I, I didn't have any problems with that being given as a, as a, as a penalty. I mean, I, yeah, I, I I did. I didn't think it was a penalty. I, I also think, and this isn't a reason to overturn the decision when they when they were reviewing it. But if you look at when Bordock goes down, he tries to get up straight away and take the ball in towards goal. Mm. So I think there's there's almost a in, in that second an acknowledgement that I don't there think was I'm contact, getting it. Probably not enough contact yeah, yeah, within yeah, that. Okay. He does. A, Think have a little look up at the referee, doesn't he? But it's, it's like, kind of more you, in hope than expectation. Yeah. What do you reckon to that ref? Um, but yeah, mm. uh, but Oliver Norwood, as I say, you know, made the most of it. If you're going to get a penalty in controversial circumstances, make sure that you hit a penalty in a way that we're all going to talk about. Yeah, and unapologetically. Yeah, I mean, I just hit the target. I hit it as hard as I could. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> Fuck you, Derby. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always work out. But certainly um, it did on that um, occasion. Paul Heckingbottom explained that Sheffield United's 5-0 loss to Arsenal last week was all part of their preparation for winning this one. Um, He said, uh, we wanted to stay in a back four against Arsenal because we knew we would be playing a back five against Wolves. I wanted Gary to be preparing for us in a back four to give us as much of an advantage as possible. Mick McCarthy-esque. Mm. So, uh, so us getting battered the other week, you all thought that was poor from that us. That makes our form seem more worrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the away fans, they were all decoys. They were all in on it as well. They didn't mind that at all. And then, bang! What do they do? They get a controversial penalty in the last seconds and it all works out well, Andy Brassel. You see, you shouldn't you should you shouldn't down old Heckingbottom and his methods, but it was a huge win for Sheffield United. It absolutely, was. I mean, they are still bottom, but the fact is they're only two points from safety, which is quite damning for the bottom half of the table, considering they have lost nine out of eleven. But they are now only two points from safety. Do you know what I mean? I'm questioning their goal difference at the end of the season if this is a recurring tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Everton may have got up to minus one points in the worst case scenario today as well so it's yeah. important that they get that win it's, 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 and it's a good point to make but I mean really if you look at the bottom of the table you know you Luton of course there on 17th uh, Bournemouth 18th Burnley 19th Sheffield United 20th I mean Fulham aren't that far away from them by the way I should say but I mean Fulham Wolves and Chelsea all on, on the same points on 12 who knows who could be sucked into this it is possible um, for, for, for one of those sides but I think people are looking at it's Really, four obvious choices there yeah. um, in, in terms of in terms of relegation. But we shall see how the old Premier League um, turns out. Um, the aforementioned Bournemouth were hammered six-one by Manchester City. That will happen, of course. No uh, shame in that, especially Andy Brassel when Jeremy Doku plays like that. Well, you know how I said he would get turned from 
an inconsistent, promising talent into mm. an absolute world beat. There, Pep Guardiola. there we I go. Didn't, I didn't really imagine it would happen in two months. It's happened quickly. Yeah. It has happened quickly. But he's exactly the sort of player they needed to stretch the game. He's the player they didn't have. And it, he's, he's made an enormous difference. He's brilliant against Brighton the other week as we, well. We saw that in the Champions League in terms of stretching the play when they were away to Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig and, and, and it, you know, just absolutely classic stuff, wasn't it? You know, and the and pace it's, it's, on the break. It's allowing so. them to get more out of Foden while De Bruyne's out of the team. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Doku scored one, uh, he got four assists. Um, what, I mean, one of them was very unlucky not to be his goal. Or he's probably gone wide where it, where it went off. Hit um, Kanji. Well, it was at Kanji, yeah. So he does get the assist for that. But he also won the most duels um, of any player on the pitch as well. Now, I understand that perhaps there wasn't that much dueling going on because City was so dominant, you know. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's impressive. It shows you the work, work rate um, of the player. And Pep asked, uh, Pep was asked if Doku was one of the best players in the Premier League or Europe. And he replied, in the world. I said that many times. So oh. in his top three, it's just all City players, isn't it? With I mean, Bernardo Silva rising all above them. Yeah. I, thought again, finished, I thought we finished talking about Ballon d'Or voting last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I throw something at Andy? Because you mentioned that Doku... physically, no. no <laughs> you mentioned that Doku was inconsistent and it feels like everything we've seen from him this season has been just him getting minimal time or playing the whole game and just making correct decision after correct decision. Mm. Is that something he's just suddenly developed? Or did he always have that and the inconsistency was just, I suppose, puffing out his chest a bit? Well, he's, he's, he's had like mostly 25, 30 minute spells in games yeah. where he's looked an absolute world beat. He's but no, no, no more than that. The, the numbers have been quite overwhelming, but the performances, well, he's always a player that you felt could do something when he started a game or was brought mm. on in a game. But there was never a sense that he was doing it every week and also there was all, always this feeling because you remember right Wren bought him um, when they sold Rafinha to Leeds but they bought him that they really pushed a boat out on him they spent nearly 30 mil on him which is and a, he was a, very a I mean, he's, young now. he's only 21 now yeah so and he was, he was 18 when yeah. they bought him the sense was very much we're buying him mm -hmm. to mould him into something and then sell him to a Premier League club but it felt like there wasn't quite enough moulding I was surprised they sold him for such a high price and to Manchester City at that point but obviously you know Guardiola knew exactly what he wanted and that he was ready mm. for but it. Do you not think though with a with a player like Doc you know we've we've seen this before very much so you know Manchester City or well, Pep Guardiola I should say playing for him you've got to get it you've yeah. got to get the Pep way I mean yeah. I know I know you could say that with a number of other managers but he's the ultimate example of that and some players take a, a bit of time. Some players they know are going to be a bit longer to, to, to do that. You know, Grealish, for example, huge money he came for and it took him a, a while to bed him in. Whereas Doku, the, the, the minutes he's been playing and so on, it seems like he's got it. Yeah, and I think as well, if you look at Manchester City generally in the in, in the transfer market, um, Holland is the, the gimme, I suppose. Mm. He, he, was, he was the one that you knew would just be plug and play. But so many players who they buy, you think... I'm not really sure what, what, what they're doing here. It's, it's, uh, you look at Kanji. He was hopeless at Dortmund. Like, really? he, he arrived with loads of potential. He was awful but for most but, of the time here. And you thought, why on earth are they buying him? And he becomes But he's looking at those characteristics. Incredible. It, again, it's, it's because of these signings, it's, it, it's that classic, you know, to quote Sir Ralph Ramsey, I don't pick the best players, I pick the players I need. Yes. And you've got to fit exactly. the system. And so, and so therefore, if you're playing sort of, I don't know, fantasy football, they might not be the best mm. ones. As you say, if Akanji goes to some other sides, will he light up that team or will he make a big difference? I mean, I realise they've, they've got all money, more money than God and all the other stuff, mm. but the strategy is incredible. Well, yeah. this is what's so impressive about it, isn't it? I mean, um, I think it's more than just 
Pep Guardiola as well. There's obviously a team of people that sure. look at these yeah. characteristics and the personalities exactly. of the players involved as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, if you are a club with huge, huge resources, we've seen so many times it's not as simple as mm. just go out and get Galacticos. Mm. You get mm. the odd one like Haaland, you'd probably put yeah. Grealish in that category as well, certainly within this country. Um, Andrew, but yeah, the, yeah, sure. the talent ID is yeah. spectacular. Yeah. They get it so right yeah, 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 so often. Yeah. It's the character of the players yeah. as well, mm. not just the ability. Yeah. And Doku's such an interesting one, isn't he? Because, I mean, they've got him at 21 as well. He, mm. he, he feels a lot older than that because yeah. he looks sort of just ready to go. He's got a sort of bit of history there. Um, and I, I guess the caveat that it, is that it's fairly it's a fairly clear path for them to get a lot of players they want because of the, the money and the success they can offer. Mm. Um, but I maybe I missed this or it wasn't on my radar. It doesn't seem like there was any sort of bidding war for Doku or there were sort of any other clubs really chasing him. They're so good at identifying a player and going... We we need this one. We'll get him, and it's it's not necessarily someone who's a huge name, and it's it's yeah. it's I, a I, sign of how well run they are. I totally agree with you. And with regards to no bidding war, there might have been a Man City. I mean, we'll take it from here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but I think West Ham put a bid in, and you know, it's only going to go one way. Yeah, they, they they had to go a little bit higher than they wanted to because of of West Ham. But again. That's testament to what Manchester City do so well in terms of recruitment. Because I think if you're a Jeremy Doku type player who by no means conquered Liga at all mm-hmm. and wasn't arguably wasn't a lot of time in in, in Ren's best eleven, mm. you would sort of go West Ham is probably the the better intermediate step. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Man City convince you. Yeah, they convince you that that, that you're going to be a yeah. a big and important player and you're you're going to progress there. And with a lot of big clubs, you think. No, no, I'm just going to get lost. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I think I think that's it. You know, I was sort of making this point the other day, or maybe on the mailbag, was it? You know, it's, it, it, the system is king now, especially mm. with someone like Guardiola. Yeah. Um, do you worry for for Jack Grealish though? Um, uh, Guardiola says he wants Grealish to be angry and fight for his place. Because if you are Grealish, um, you know, <laughs> again, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Look, the treble last year. Yeah, that's safe. That's in the bag. <laughs> okay, he's not going to lose the treble, but I mean, you know, he's. Um, is he will have to fight for his place with, with, if Doku starts putting performance. I isn't, know isn't, it's only at that... home to Bournemouth, and of course Man City are always going to hammer a, a team like that at home because they're so good. But I mean, he got ten out of ten on Sky Sports player ratings. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And if if, it, if, that, if that's a regular thing, then forgive me. I don't often check them, but it kind of popped out to me that it, you know with Grealish though, is, isn't that part Lakeith of... probably said he wasn't bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think isn't that part of playing for Manchester City? And that must yeah. be the most psychologically difficult bit of mm. playing for Manchester. The city, the fact that you're going to have those dip seasons, yeah, you know, unless you're Holland or, or Edison, you know, or, or at least those dip part of seasons mm-hmm. where you know De Bruyne's had it, yeah. where he's, yeah. he's he's not been an important player all of a sudden. Mm. You, forget, you forget he's missing. I know the right. way yeah. they're playing. Did we you see? Did we see him on the touchline on the weekend? He, we? he looked no. like he'd come out of hibernation, <laughs> but, but basically just had like a binge on a video game. Right. He, right. he looks wonderful in normal clothes. I know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. We talked about it. We even mentioned Bernardo Silva and how well he played. Oh, I mean, <laughs> their fifth goal, they basically scored twice. That's <laughs> how dominant they were. Absolutely That's ridiculous. why it was given a 6 1, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Ake never can... scored at the end. <laughs> By the way, um, Alvarez lost a tooth in yeah. one of the celebrations. See this? Yeah. Bernardo Silva apparently pointed out to him, um, I think. You got a bit overexcited there. I don't know whether it was a falsey, maybe, because I think if you'd have lost the tooth, you might go, oh, I was a bit sure of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bleed, I see what you bleed said, yeah. as well. Yeah. Anyway, we, we need to um, have further confirmation on that. So, yeah, another another thumping win for Man City. You're currently top of the league, but of course, Spurs do play tonight against um, Chelsea. Did you see that Pochettino uh, said before he uh, returned to his old stomping ground? He was asked, uh, would you ever manage Spurs again? He went, ah, oh, 
I mean, you never know what the future holds. I mean, yeah, maybe I could see one day. It's just like, you really don't want to get booed, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wonder if you automatically end up talking shit once you'd be sitting in a seat that Jose mm. Mourinho sat on, you know, involuntarily talking smack. Mm. I, I think it just happens. Yeah. Well, Angie's surviving. Be. Angie's not doing that. Maybe that's why he doesn't sit down as much. Yeah. 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 He's always standing, Angie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was about to say a content between, but then Mourinho, anyway, you get lost, don't you? Um, right, gentlemen, I'd like to, to, to end uh, the show with a bit of FA Cup first round proper chat. Um, of course, the first round of the FA Cup kicked off this weekend. And we we can't go through all the um, big results and so on because we would just be listing them off and it would be here. But but um, Cray Valley Pepper, uh, Paper Mills, uh, the wonderfully named Craig Valley Paper Mills uh, from the Isthmian League Southeast Division drew one all with Charlton. Uh, they had to play eight games just to get to the first round and they've got a replay. Glorious. Wow. And that's a Amazing. proper a replay that, that just happened. They didn't need to request it, so well done to them. Um, <laughs> elsewhere, uh, National League, Aldershot put seven past League Two Swindon side. They hammered the Swindon lot, Jim. I mean, it was... Have you, have you, if you've seen the highlights... Um, sorry, let me do that, do that again. If you haven't seen the highlights, the absolute silk from the shots, as they call themselves. It's incredible. It's, it makes no sense yeah. that this is a team from a lower division. Totally. They're just absolutely having the time of their lives just tearing it up. Yeah, against the league Some side. beautiful goals in there. Yeah, I mean, but, just it's glorious stuff, but, Andy. But you know, there, there was a lot of chat last week about, uh, in the Coupe de France, Thionville going uh, 16,000 kilometres. Yeah. To, yeah, well, to, 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 yeah. to play in New Caledonia yeah. and you know that's a that's a feature of the, the mm. Coupe de France and so obviously you get loads of people like me going it's an incredible cup competition because of France's overseas territories mm. and you get loads of shocks in Second it and all the rest of it you did an impression you were doing an impression of you I was yeah. doing an impression of me <laughs> yeah love that and I, I think the FA Cup has seen that and go right Best cup competition in the world, eh? We'll show you what the best cup competition <laughs> yeah, in, the, is. In, in the world is. It had a mega weekend, absolutely mega weekend. It's Charlie Austin canceling. got two goals as well. Yes, yeah. It's also good that we're cancelling replays now because it affects eight teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good old all the shot. We should say that the highest ranked side in uh, round one, Portsmouth, were knocked out by non-league Chesterfield. This was, of course, when Luke messaged the group inviting us all <laughs> yeah. to turn on ITV and say, look, get a load of this. A side who hasn't lost since March is playing, who are top of their division, blah bloody blah You knew and it was coming at that point, And good you? old Chesterfield biffed them 1-0. Former Pompey man Tom Naylor scored the goal and apologised, Andy. Did you see him put his uh... hands up to the Portsmouth fans? Oh, sorry about that. I'll leave. I, I don't think that's fine. It's a, it's a player to player case, isn't it? If they feel a more like Lukaku did it when he scored against West Brom and he was there for six months, but he would said it was really impactful. The worst one I, was Scott Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. Swansea when he scored against Chelsea. I would do. <laughs> barely I would, kicked a ball. For I him. would do it um, at a bigger club as possible, but unreasonably. So if I if I was playing like Real Madrid <laughs> in a preseason friendly, I'd score. On, so I'd be like, oh God, it used to be a Real Madrid. Yeah, or maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's because he's going to go there. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But anyway, it was a brilliant win for Chesterfield. Um, lovely to see Chesterfield winning cup games for those of us who remember the nineties. Um, yeah, so marvelous stuff, uh, of course, um, happening in uh, in the um, in the FA. We we should say as well, talking of games in, in or non-league teams, we were messaged by quite a few people. There was a non-league game in Scotland between Dunipace and Whitburn. Uh, it was abandoned um, the weekend just gone after the Dunipace uh, physio was punched by a Whitburn player. Who tends to a physio if he's hurt? Yeah, yeah maybe that's what the the point the player was trying to make. Oh, we went to the source. Yeah. yeah. 
Fix yourself. Yeah. So um, we shouldn't. We don't condone that, do no, we? No, we don't. But it was messaged quite a lot. It seemed like quite an odd happening. It happened deep into injuries in the second <laughs> half, I believe. Maybe he took that very literally. Yeah, and <laughs> like the purge. Yeah. <laughs> He created the injury Here we time. go, ladies. It's injury time. <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> Whatever. That's injury time. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> and, and there we are. I'd watch that instead of fucking... Yeah. What was the film we talking about? Green Street? Green Mile? Oh, we were different talking about films. Green Street. Only very, very different. Very different. Yeah. you got to do the Green Mile up Green Street. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a bit like dear. the Otley Run. Yeah, and then you get to the Green Goblin. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Willem Dafoe. There we are, you see. But it wasn't the title of the film. No. But it was... It it's not about the, him. But he's in the film family. <laughs> he knows the films. Um, um, and I said that, of course, we would... I said we would finish um, with um, a bit of FA Cup first but while we're proper. talking about the Greens... Well, uh, yeah, Andy we, Brassel... We're, we're not finishing, Marcus. We are coming to the headline act. Mm. Consider this a hidden track, if you will. Um, <laughs> Portland Timbers, the official Ramble MLS side, we should say. And the reason why they're the official MLS side is because our man Eric, of course, who's from that part of the world, marvellous man, has done marvellous things at Portland Timbers ground by playing the Ramble theme tune out on the loudspeaker mm-hmm. system there. Um, he also gave us freebies at our Chicago uh, live which, show. Which you love. Which you? I bloody love. Um, what Don't you? Yeah, I do, but you're well into it, though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I just, I sort of speak on behalf of the group for that kind of thing. I mean, we are open for offers, basically. Yeah, I sure. know there was a Seattle Sounders fan who got in touch with me. He was very ha- unhappy about this. And I said, well, state your case, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is exactly what I mean. <laughs> So the Portland Timbers, we haven't even got to the crux of this. Why are you going on about MLS sides? They are reportedly in advanced talks to hire Phil Neville as their head coach. And it's not gone down well, is it? <laughs> there are protests. Again, what's what's good for the Ramble may not be good for your club. <laughs> Can I make a small prediction? Yeah, that, uh, he's running on the beaches by Tuesday. Of, of course, the fact is that Portland Timbers didn't make the MLS playoffs yes. so they're officially out of season I think Phil Neville gets this job mm. gets fired and is LA Galaxy coach by the start of next season it has to be on the coast Andy as we know oh mm. yeah for sure because he does love those beach runs he does mm. it's quite cold in Portland though isn't it well Fizzer will get things warmed up <laughs> there's a party in Portland and you're bloody invited. I'm not going. No one's sleeping tonight. I'm not going. But they are going to be sort of hipstery area. Isn't yes, it, it is. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. see how he fits in there. He won't get any of it. He won't. It, yeah, so, that's uh, true. Like, so after after the Leo Messi thing uh, into Miami, is this why Damian Lillard's left Portland already? I think so. Yeah. Doesn't want to be. He'd involved. rather be in Milwaukee than, <laughs> than Portland. Why is everyone activating charcoal? What's what's what's, what's going on here? <laughs> to be fair, talking of like they love their coffee here. Talking of Milwaukee, when we went on our US tour. Pete stayed behind for a couple of days so he could go to Milwaukee. Didn't he do that once where he he stayed in the US? Or maybe this is the same thing because he wanted to keep driving on the other side of the road. Something to like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he's currently on his way back from Dortmund, not for De Classica. So none of this is not for the Newcastle game I just, either. I, no, loved, <laughs> I loved the response of our tour agent who was out there when we told him. He's an American guy who lives in New York, very much in New York, and he just looked at us and he went, but he's gone. 
Yeah, and we were like, yeah, he's just he's just staying behind again. And he goes, I mean, Milwaukee's nice, but it's not like, hey, I gotta go there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've outstayed our welcome. Or have we? It's our bloody feed. Uh, thanks very much for listening <laughs> to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Luke and Vish are back tonight for Ramble Reacts following Tottenham versus Chelsea. Do follow us on X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Thank you. And thank you, Milwaukee. See you soon, everybody. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.